Welcome back to Street Riders. We are in 10 minutes of pandemic writing motivation, inspiration, and activation. Take a swing at this. We got your tips. We got your tricks. We got your sleight of hand to power up your pencil and percolate your brain. Give us the power, Mark. We've all got these in our houses. We have the on-off switch, the uh -huh. switch, yep. and we have the dimmer switch. Yep. We've touched on this in a prior episode. Some of us have more time with this crazy COVID <laughs> world. Uh, and some of us are dimmer than others. Some of us are dimmer than others. As a writer, are you going to be on that on-off switch or the dimmer switch? I am a big believer in that on-off switch. And what I mean by that is you need to get into your head that you are either writing or you mm -hmm. are not writing. And it sounds simple. Uh, you know, we, <laughs> we talk about our Pomodoro methods and, you know, kind of getting the whole kind of Zen in the art of writing experiences and getting it in, okay. but getting it done because you don't want to drive yourself crazy as a dimmer switch. You're kind of writing, but you're going to take the break. Then you're going to go upstairs and maybe you'll be inspired by another episode of Silicon Valley, which I'll talk about later. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to write. And then, oh, maybe a little food. It's, it's like what they say with anxiety. You have this low level, always grade of anxiety. Yeah. And being in that low level grade of, I should be writing. I am writing. I'm just clearing my head writing. I should take a walk and physically think writing. All of that stuff is, to me, low level anxiety. But me, I want to write. I want it to be done. I want to be able to enjoy the rest of my day. It's the excuse or the make-believe of writing. Like, I'm thinking about writing, but I'm going to go watch that show. I'm thinking yeah. about writing, but I'm going to go take that uh, online uh, thing on Coursera and learn right. how to be a writer. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm highlighting a bunch of stuff in books because I'm going to write about these, but I'm not writing. That's so right. it's like either, either take a swing and actually write or go call yourself something else. Or don't. Or don't. <laughs> or don't. You know, or don't. Exactly. I think... I think the danger here is that low-level frustration you get. It's not like you're going to go watch a show or take mm -hmm. that Coursera course. And if you could do that and feel good, that's wonderful. But in my case, always in the back of my head is, yeah, you should be writing right now. Right. You should it, be writing. Right, because we take notes. I mean, I take you know, yeah. a lot of notes. I highlight a lot of stuff. I like mm -hmm. some courses. Uh, right. But I think you ultimately have to make sure that you're applying it to something. It's more for your internal well-being. That's it's, mm -hmm. it's almost a Zen thing. If you're writing, you just dive in and get it done so that when you are taking that course or when you are having your lunch, you don't have that going in the back of your mind. It's not that nagging voice of, I should be writing. I should be writing. I should be writing. It's done. Or you say, no, fuck it. I'm not writing today. And you turn the switch off mm -hmm. but that thought of well i really gotcha. could sneak in another minute that's really the bitch of it is this could become a miserable low-grade misery when you just kind of leave it as eh, it's five o'clock i said i was going to put a half hour in maybe so i should it's more or it's less about you're either on or off and that means you're good or bad so much mm -hmm. as know thyself and yeah. it's okay it's okay if there's different times when you're not doing it. Don't let the non-doing it be some half-level thing that you're getting yes. yourself frustrated by, which yes. is a more important lesson than we're going to scold you because you're not writing. Yes. It, it's more like know where you are at the different times and don't let that right. anxiety become the, the beast that that dimmer is actually turning off your potential by nagging at you more. 
That's right. Whatever your system is, I need to get a page written. I need to write for 20, 25 minutes, whatever it is. If you're, if you get that in, mm-hmm. wonderful. If you can't, if for some reason in those 25 minutes, you wrote 99% curse words and mm-hmm. that was it, or you only wrote a sentence and that was it, then you have to shut it off. And if you don't, you drive yourself crazy. So the best thing is, if you can, just do what you said you were going to do and get it done. Put your whole focus in that. And if you can't, then put your whole focus in that Coursera course and don't write today. But don't be in that middle ground all day going, eh, I should sneak a word in. I sure. should. That's where it gets miserable. For myself, I'm feeling very anxious. I'm wasting time with this podcast instead of writing. <laughs> but that's me, you know. So. Got a tip to share? Send it to streetwriters.podcast at gmail.com. They beat us to the punch. Admiring the craft or being jealous of it. All right. Jealousy is easy when we go to the the masters, right? (laughs) And we call out some of our favorites. And one that I don't think has gotten mentioned yet, but a real big influence on me is Ray Bradbury, a masterful teller of really sometimes supernatural tales. Yeah. uh, Fiction, uh, you know, the, the extra normal, but always lyrical. I came across an interview with him. I don't know if this was a spoken interview or a written interview, but I read it as words. So from Mm -hmm. a writing point of view, I'm treating it like something that he's written and it has that same quality. And within this, he's describing one of the characters from Something Wicked This Way Comes. So a character in there is Mr. Electrico, one of the the characters at the Dark Carnival. And, Mm -hmm. And he based him on a real person. Reading this interview, there was just this beauty of what he was explaining and who this person was. So he Mm -hmm. says he met this person as a young boy. When I left the carnival that day, I stood by the carousel and I watched the horses running around and around to the music of beautiful Ohio and I cried. Tears streamed down my cheeks. I knew something important had happened to me that day because of Mr. Electrico. I felt changed. He gave me importance, immortality, a mystical gift. My life was turned around completely. It makes me cold all over to think about it, but I went home and within days I started to write. I've never stopped. 77 years ago, and I've remembered it perfectly. I went back and saw him that night. He sat in the chair with his sword. They pulled the switch and his hair stood up. He reached out with his sword and touched everyone in the front row, boys and girls, men and women, with the electricity that sizzled from the sword. When he came to me, he touched me on the brow and on the nose and on the chin and he, said, and he said to me in a whisper, live forever. And I decided to. I, I mean, wow. I don't know. I mean, this is this, is this guy's off moments, wow. right? This is his interview right. moments. Right. You know, you read stuff like that and sometimes you go like, man, why bother? But right. on the other hand, I would love in just one moment to sort of capture a tenth of something like that. What writing is knocking you out? Tell us about it at anchor.fm slash streetwriters slash message it is with your best shot it's time to get in the ring with us back to you mark back to me and back to our town of tinsel that looked like turds or whatever i wrote i'm gonna go back to the story (laughs) give some context in case they didn't listen to the last episode (laughs) this was my metaphor that uh we started when i started reading my short story excommunicated right i'm gonna read another segment because i didn't hate the first segment and i'll keep reading until i realize it needs work uh thank you where we left off uh, we have a, a guy who got in a note and he ended up in an alley a dark alley which was mm-hmm. where the note sent him to 
and he had just debated going through with this. The, something's bad has happened to him and maybe you can get answers by following this note. I hope the story is better than the setup I just did. Dude walks to the door, puts his hand up to knock, freezes, 180s it, beelines the fuck out thinking, fuck am I doing here? He runs, slows, stops. Fuck is he gonna do if he doesn't get answers to this? Back to the door, pounds it. From the other side, a muffled growl. Speak, I got a note. Password, brain surgeon. Brain surgeon? Like these morons didn't slip him the note? Oh, it's like that? It's like that. The voice says, Dead as pa deadpan as an armadillo on Ambien. Then fuck you and this shitty. You got the note. Just read the password. Dude reads the note. Brandon. Okay, brain surgeon? Door opens. Dude follows the password clown. 40s. Big. Hulk big. But not gym big. Farm big. Midwest beef eating. Hay baling big. But no farmer here sporting a suit as pristine as a preacher's on Easter. Yet the clothes can't mask the fact that this rhino dude here could give two shits about whether dude follows him, whether it's worth an effort to walk wherever they're walking, whether the building collapses on them both. But this building ain't collapsing. Teak floor, terracotta ceiling, exclusive gallery artwork and sculptures with artist names that dude kind of remembers from that art appreciation survey course he took in college to meet women. Dude wondering, where does a rhino in a suit get this coin for this place? And why spend so much of it in this rigor mortis neighborhood? I am brain drainer, he says, as if reading dude's mind. Brain drainer? Brain drainer. Hell kind of name is, it's time to proceed with the indoctrination. Indoctrination? Brain drainer opens a dark oak door festooned with freezes of gargoyles, golems, and goyle, uh, ghouls to a bath a ballroom, sorry, to a ballroom, a fucking ballroom, a glistening dance floor and a stage. Only one spotlight is on, hitting a folding chair facing the stage where all dudes see, can see are legs. Eight legs, four people. Dude, math with is that he is. Sit, Brain Drainer said, then jumps on stage to become the fifth pair of legs. Very cool. Thanks. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and connect with us at streetwriters.podcast at gmail.com. Tell your friends to listen and their friends too. Take it to the streets. And fight to write.